We're back. Maureen and uh, Jen Brister, that is I, and... Oh, I've said your name already. It's fine. I've, no, but um, that's, you should introduce yourself. Oh, okay. I'm Maureen. Oh, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Oh, God. I mean, the, we're, we're nothing if not... Um, Efficient and professional. And professional, yeah. So... Can't believe we haven't got our own radio show by now. But anyways... Here we are. Now, you've had two... This is the second podcast we're putting out this week, because we oh, would wow. have put one out earlier, What's in the Bag. I don't know if any of you listened to that, and I can only apologise for that podcast, but... <laughs> we were both going a bit... <laughs> I think we both... I think we both lost it a little bit at that point. Um, uh, anyway, this uh, brand new episode of our podcast is the first Droughtlander episode back since we did the last one, which was whenever it was. Uh, and this is the first time, it's very exciting for both Maureen and myself, because we are covering series four, episode one of Outlander. While it's on. Just after Series 4, Episode 1 of Outland has come out. We are literally doing it at the time we're supposed to do it. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We've never done this before. This has never happened. We're normally a year a behind, season behind, two yeah. years behind, three seasons behind, six months behind. And here we are, on track, like we planned it. Didn't yeah, we, it? we did plan it. We did plan it. Tomorrow okay, it's not going to happen again because Jen's on tour. But apart from that, but... Oh, no, it's not. It's not, unless, I'd, unless be... I'd fly up to Aberdeen. If you can... Can you? It'd be tax deductible, wouldn't it? Would be, wouldn't it? Anyway, anyway let's move it on. Let's move it on. Let's um, move it on. So I love the company, Maureen. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see, because my folks are from Dundee. Yeah, just come up to Aberdeen just for the day. What the hell? And then um, down to Edinburgh after that. Oh, okay. That'd be quite good. Yeah, fine. Okay, so here we are. Here we are. Uh, and uh, really excited about the... Jen was very enthusiastic about watching Outlander last night, Oh, God. I mean... She tried to blame a girlfriend. Oh. She went, oh, Chloe won't want to watch it. And Chloe went, I don't mind. So I had to watch it. <laughs> Equally, to be fair, I had to watch it in order to do this podcast. So there was a lot of things going on there that I hadn't really processed in my mind when I said I didn't want to watch it. I realised I actually had to watch it. And I did watch it. what do you think? I thought it was dull. (laughs) I thought it was really boring. And halfway through, I was like, can we fast forward this bit? Um, But we'll start from the beginning of the episode, because it's always good to start at the beginning. Yeah, the first... First ten minutes or so, and the last five minutes, stuff happens, and then the rest—it's kind of the rest. Like they could have burning. compressed into about a minute. I think they—they they must have been filling out. The, you know what? I get the feeling they must have been filling out because they want to go to Aunt Jocasta's for episode two, so they had to. Oh, they no. really strung out this episode. I mean, I don't know how what actual Outlander fans thought about it, but I, I mean, I suppose that's you, Maureen. Yeah. I, Sorry, I, f- I keep forgetting that <laughs> I'm actually sitting next to an Outlander fan. <laughs> Maureen, what did you think? It was slow burning, let's put it that way. And, and Maureen watched it twice, so she'd already watched it. Yes. And then watched it with me. Because I and, and wrote a review about it. You can check on MaureenYounger.com. She says slipping it in. No, you must you must don't be subtle. Maureen wrote a wonderful uh write up of the first episode. I actually made it sound more interesting than, than it is. Well you know what I, I did read it more. Oh did you? Yes, I read it this morning. I just think, you know, because we, we, we do creative stuff, it's always easy to nitpick and it's very annoying. I think people forget the effort that put people put into things so. i'm not interested in effort maureen okay. i my sole purpose is to critique something that i really know interest in so the first what do you think the first oh they've set up the bit about the stones which i didn't put in my review i didn't bother mentioning that so we know there's going to be stones oh America. the bit with the stones at the beginning so we almost know that Brianna's going to go through some stones yeah because they happen to put that in the beginning set it up that they've got native americans are just just white people dressed as native americans <laughs> it was quite embarrassing really i don't, don't know if that was the case but Anyway, they, we've got the stones set up in America. Um, Jamie's sidekicks are having a bad time. Hayes is hanged almost immediately, isn't he? 
Yeah, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought, have I missed something where he was in prison, we left him there? I think because Chloe was talking to you at the time. Chloe was talking to me, right. And in fact, every time something bit that I was like supposed to know was happening, <laughs> Chloe started asking me a question. I was like, and then when I paused it and said, right, any more questions? No, nothing. Play. She was oh, talk- by the way, blah, 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 blah. She was talking about the fact she couldn't understand the Scottish accents. Oh, that was right at the beginning. She was like, is there subtitles for this? I was like, no, there aren't subtitles. He's speaking English. So anyway, he got, he killed, he was shagging somebody else's wife. He didn't know she was married. Husband turns up, he kills him. That's why he was getting hung. Yes. And Jamie's going to try and plan his escape. And he, Hayes went, don't, don't bother. Don't. You just get You're yourself gonna get, in trouble. Yeah. Let me get, just, I just want to look at your face when I die. I just want to see the face of a friend. Yes. And then they have a little kind of, sort of moment don't they of friendship where they talk about whiskey mm. and souls and then someone says I'll have a dram for a dodgy myself. Irishman that we find out later Stephen Bonnet immediately as soon as he says oh, I'll have a dram for my soul you think oh hello he's also, slimy one thing I don't understand they both speak Gaelic so why don't they speak in Gaelic why don't they, why don't they speak in English anyway because otherwise we wouldn't understand them more yes, I mean it's a given that they'd all speak so anyway Gaelic. he gets hung um, and then there's a bit of stramash as they would say a bit of a fight and Steve Bonnet escapes. So Steve Bonnet escapes and... Then they uh, go to bury him secretly because the priest won't bury him in the church. Yeah, because he's a criminal, you can't get buried, buried in a... consecrated ground. So they didn't want to just stick him out on unconsecrated ground So uh, because he's scared of... Um, apparently when he was alive, he was scared of witches. Ghosts. Ghosts. Which I think, he's dead. He's, he'll be fine. Yeah, they didn't think like that. They didn't days. think like that. They thought something happened after death. Well, you know. Whatever. So they go to, they go burying him, him in, and then, uh, what's his name? The, the young nephew, Ian, starts having flashbacks of his time with the, with Gellis. So while, uh, let's backtrack, because um, even I'm zoning out of this. <laughs> so while, so they, they're burying Hayes, they're digging a, a, a um, they, they basically go to a, a cemetery and, start and, and a, just start digging. Yeah. And Claire's like, but you can't just dig a, won't the... Won't the priest or whatever be like, hello? And then Jamie quite rightly says, well, he's not going to dig him up again. He won't be bothered. So anyway, they dig this hole. Uh, and while they're digging, that's when the young lad has flashbacks of Gellis covered in blood. And then he confesses to Jamie that he was uh, raped. Yes. Yeah, or made to do sexual things he didn't want to do. And he feels really bad about it. Of course, he doesn't know. He obviously doesn't realise that Jamie's exactly the right person to talk to Because if it. anyone knows about having to do things he doesn't want to do and is still maintaining an erection, it's Jamie. So, Jamie gives him some very good advice. It's a very nice little scene. Um, Jamie's very... Uh, and from that moment forth, that's from that scene with Jamie and the, the young lad, what's his name? Ian. Until... Three minutes before the end, it is boring. Maureen, take over. Oh, Bryn. Um, Come on, it's so like, oh. So anyway, they, they go to Berry Hayes and it turns out Steve Bonnet is in the wagon. Now, Steve Bonnet, if you're like, who the hell is Steve Bonnet? He's the new baddie. If, if any of you Droughtlander uh, fans who don't watch Outlander, I mean, honestly, come on, what's the matter with you? Um, but we're also delighted you're listening because let's face it, no one else is. Um, uh, he's, we haven't met him before. We've only just met him just as we mentioned in the... He's the guy that's escaped. Yeah. In case you're like, who the hell's he? And, you know, he's very, very, very charming Irishman. He goes, look, you know, they're going to they're gonna catch me again. Can you help me escape? 
And Jamie, of course, has always been on the wrong end of the law, probably feels a bit sorry for him as an ex And he's asked him, what did you do? And he's like, I'm a smuggler. Which Jamie's been. Which Jamie's been. He basically says all the things that Jamie's been, and he's like, oh, right, okay. Have you ever killed anybody? No, no, unless they're trying to kill me first, which is what Jamie does. Yeah. So he kind of goes, all right, we'll help you escape. So he lets... Uh, and Claire, as you know, is a complete softie, so anyone, she's, she'll always let everybody off. And also, I mean... I thought when he was in she when he was in the uh, wagon, he was kind of flirting with Claire. A bit, he was I massively thought. flirting with her, wasn't he? But also, he was like being insincere about his fears. Like you know, he was totally setting her up. Mm. You know, for the for the. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll find matter. out. In we'll a minute. find out in a minute. Um, so basically, then he disappears off, and, and then there's a very romantic, touching scene of. Okay, so look, I'm, I, I, I Claire and Jamie in the forest. At, so Claire and Jamie can't get out of the forest. Why can't they get out? Oh, because they, they can't go back to the redcoats. But they have been told. Bear in mind, they have been told that in the woods there's outlaws. By Bonnet. By Bonnet. Bonnet has very kindly said so, to them, we'll beware because there's outlaws. Anyway, they're not being aware because they're too busy. how Steve Bonnet knows that. Gazing in each other's eyes, semi-naked. So anyway, then we have the obligatory no, sex scene. There's no midges, presumably. Well, I don't want to see a midgie. I mean, that's the last thing I want to see. It's a family show, Maureen. <laughs> anyway, they have sex and... Oh, I mean, it goes on and on where they're touching each other and... Not in the, those It's called places. affection. Yeah, they're being affectionate and romantic. Honestly, I nearly threw up in my own mouth. <laughs> Obviously, at this point, and I'm sitting look... next to Chloe, where we're like, this is really showing us up as a couple. <laughs> Luckily, they weren't demonstrating. <clears throat> um, and they look lovingly in each other's eyes after sex, don't they? They do that. They have that look. Oh, they have that look where they look at each other in a way where you think, oh, come on. Also, she's incredibly well lubricated for a woman in her late 40s. Well, listen, this is the other discussion that we had. <laughs> so, they have sex, which happens, like, basically, Claire straddles for... Jamie. And he goes right And in. they're kissing. And then he, they're obviously like, oh, we're going to have sex. And then it just goes in. I mean, she doesn't have to guide it. As a, as a it. woman in her late 40s, I mean, it's very rare to be... But if anybody could lubricate you, that would be Jamie, I think. Okay, so Jamie's in... Jamie, bearing in mind, he hasn't been to a gym, as far as I'm aware. Um, There's no easy gym in... North Carolina. There's no easy gym in North Carolina. 1767. Uh, I mean, he's, it looks like he's been inflated with a, <laughs> one of those balloon inflators. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. He's and, very chiselled. Well, chiselled to say the least. Uh, you know, he's got an 18 pack. And um, Claire is, by this point, nearly 50, looks remarkably like she's 30 um and as Maureen said not only were were they having sex sans lubricant um they they literally just hopped on yeah hop on hop off I know it's like she's it's either very big down there so he doesn't need to guide it in or he's 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 just very lucky potluck and it goes anyway so that's a romantic scene that's that's that romantic scene They are going to have to, as this, as, I mean, what they've done is, let me go back. So Claire is, we, you said about 49? She's supposed to be about 49. So we worked it out that she's about 49 and Jamie's probably about 44. So Jamie could still look hmm. relatively... If there's only 44-year-old men looking like Jamie, uh, feel free to... Contact Maureen. Um, the usual number. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Yeah, Maureen's getting the hang of it now. Um, but... They have made some concessions uh, for Claire because she's got she's, a bit of she has about four strands of grey hair, which you see if you squint your eyes. I mean, I've got HD on my television. I'm not showing off. It's just how I live my life. Uh, and 
you can see the grey hair. Yeah. But if you were watching it on my laptop, I don't think you'd see it. Well, how, how have they made Jamie look old? They've made Jamie look old. They've put some makeup kind of by his eyes so that he's got crow's feet. Unless, oh, he, actually, and unless he actually does have crow's feet. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I'm just being very kind. They've put some... And what's also handy is that the actor the um, uh, that plays Claire, what's her name again? Uh, K- K- Katrina Balfe. Katrina Balfe. Um, is uh, super hot, uh, as we all know. Um, and uh, the thing I also love about her is she's absolutely Botox-free. Yeah, she is. She's completely Botox-free. And so her, her face moves. And so that might indicate age. Yeah. I oh. mean, it doesn't. But if you're going to play someone that, when you're in your 30s, that's 50, it helps if your face doesn't like look like it's been ironed on. <laughs> Anyway, look, let's not focus on that. I mean, well, it's, a, it's not real. I mean, if that is the biggest point of the, you know, the biggest part of the narrative that we're discussing that doesn't make sense or seems unrealistic, I think we, we both need to get a life. Do you want to say, I've forgotten now what happens after the sex. What happens after well, the sex? Well, they have. They, oh, they go to a posh dinner. They go, they go to dinner and then start singing a song in Gaelic, as far as I remember. Oh, no, the song in Gaelic was after the Hayes died. That was, we missed that. Oh, we missed that. Sorry. Sorry. But then they go- so the idea is that they're in a town somewhere in North Carolina and it's full of Scottish people. Yes. And Irish people. Because they all join in in the Gaelic. It, because they're all singing in Gaelic. So if you, that's the other thing is that they're not like the only Scots people there's in a lot this. Of Scots. There's, it's Blue Scot- it's Scots-tastic. Blue Mountains is a lot of Scots. Anyway, um, then they go to Poshtuna because they managed to salvage some rubies from the shipwreck. Oh, right, right. Re- okay, so... Oh, God. <laughs> so despite the fact that they were shipwrecked in North Carolina... Uh, with essentially nothing, they still managed to survive as noble people. Yes, because they managed to, to grab some jewels from the shipwreck. They just managed to grab some jewels, you know how we it never, is. We never get told how, but, but they, they... Where these jewels... Where were these jewels? Because he had the treasure, remember? He had the little treasure. Oh, right. So, anyway, he's got. they've got a few jewels left. That's what they're living off. And they go to sell one at this posh party. And while at the posh party, Jamie's offered land by the, by the British Crown. To settle if he can bring other settlers. Other settlers. Settlers there. Um, and James, oh, wait, wait a second. What about the ruby? Have you thought about that? Yeah, well, she flogs the ruby to so a So she's wearing guy. a ruby. It's near her boobs and she manages to sell it. So they get 100 quid, $100. So, which is a lot of money, as you can imagine back then in those olden days. And then Jamie's offered this uh, land and he's tempted. But then uh, He discusses it with um, Claire. Claire, who goes, oh no, there's going to be a revolution and we'll be on the wrong side of history yet again if you're with the British government. And because she's like, yeah, the, 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 the English lose this time. This time, so you don't want to. And then he has this kind of thing about, well, this is going to be Bree's land. And somehow he thinks if he stays there, he can. To be honest, I, I mean, you're in North Carolina. I'd be like, how, the absolute ball ache it's taken to get there. I wouldn't go back to Scotland. I'm like, well, I'm here now. Let's just bloody stay. But I do think this kind of this really tenuous link with Bria is because he... Brianna. He'll think Brianna, he'll Brianna. Thinks he'll never see her again. He'll never meet her. So he kind of thinks he wants to be in that kind. I mean, it doesn't really make sense, but I can understand if you're romantic. Maureen, none of it makes sense. This is Outlander. At what point have you gone, oh, well, they're going back in time, go through some stones, and then they go forward in time, and then back in time, and then they meet again, and then no one's aged, and... 
Then they, well, in, in they, Gellis's case, got younger. G- Gellis gets younger, and then they fall through stones, and then they survive a shipwreck, and and then that's the bit that doesn't make sense. Anyway, none of it makes sense. So let's not even scratch the surface. So anyway, they decide that. to stay in America. Um, Fergus and Marcel, who hardly appear in this episode, they decide to stay in America because she's pregnant. She's pregnant, and what the hell else? They're not going to go back to. What are they going to do? They're mad mother. Um, Ian wants to stay, but uh, Jamie isn't having it because he wants him back in Scotland because he's worried about uh, his sister having a. Yeah, but Even somehow he still ends up staying, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he anyway, does. Anyway, yeah. And he's got a dog now, a dog stroke wolf. Rolo. He, that he won in a game of cards or something. Nice. I mean, you can look, just by talking, saying this story out loud, are you not yet flatlining? <laughs> Which one of you is who doesn't watch the show is listening to this going, well, I, I mean, of all the I'm episodes... I'm going to switch on. I'm going to watch this one. Of all the episodes, then he buys a dog, then they get a boat... Then okay, they're on a boat. Then they're on a look, they're on a boat. We're going to have to wrap this up because even I'm t- I'm absolutely Basically, bored. They're on a boat going to visit his aunt, who, who's managed to I think three so husbands die. Her. I, okay, I, okay, right, Maureen. I want you to talk about this because obviously I I'm going to be really honest and admit to you, dear listener, that I zoned out. Maybe for like five, possibly ten minutes, where I started to think about what I was going to do the next day and you know make I was plans, staying. and then I zoned back in and went, oh, why are they on a boat? So, um, they are going to find Jamie's aunt. Now, when I found out that they were going to find, because this was obviously said in the show, I was like, who the hell is Jamie's aunt? How, isn't it, isn't it just typical that of all the places that this shipwreck on America, it's North Carolina. Oh, that's handy. My aunt lives here. Oh, really, Jamie? How handy. Well, is she really poor? No. She's super rich. She owns a massive house just up the river. It's a bit like a bandaway. I mean, it's a bandaway all over again, isn't it? Oh, a bandaway. Where is, is it? it? Down the road. Mysterious a bandaway. You'll never find it. Excuse me, do you know where a bandaway is? Yeah, it's just there. It's like that. I mean... Oh no, Claire's fallen into the ocean in the middle of a massive where could, storm. Where could she be? Where could she be? I don't know. Jamie dives in. Oh, there she is. All right, <laughs> fine. Fine. All right, we get it. We get it. Look, it's a work of fiction. It's so, a work of, oh, I mean, it's really trying to so anyway, his, his aunt has le- left uh, Scotland after the, the, the uprising, and she's in North Carolina. She's managed to get rid of three husbands, all called something Cameron. She's got right. a thing for I, mean, I, I literally missed all of this. Carry on. And they're going to visit her. I was just in a place called River Run. And it's... and They're going by boat, very slowly. Uh, yeah, and it's some beautiful house. Somebody says it's a beautiful house. By the river. But it's... Oh, I don't know. It's it's not like some old shack, is it? It's like no, a proper, it's, it's a proper house. mansion. She's got a plantation, which means that she will have slaves, which won't go down well with Claire. Oh, I missed that. I didn't get the plantation. Uh, plantation. Yeah, no, they grow tobacco, so uh, they're not picking it. So, um, and we've already got an idea that Claire's not going to be very happy with a society built on slavery because she thinks that the boatman is a slave and she's already... Yes, so she says to the boatman, look, he's been up there for hours on his feet and he needs a rest. And then the boatman reveals to Claire that he's not a slave because... Uh, He saved his life, so he gave him his freedom. (sighs) And Claire's like, oh... Yeah, but that's kind of what you've got to do if you're a slave. Mm. You know, you've got to do something, absolutely. You're not allowed to actually not be a slave. Anyway. So anyway, there's another roma- little romantic it. scene where Jamie gives her a medicine box. So he gives her a medicine box because she's a doctor. Yeah. Uh, and it has all the gear in there, like a microscope. So, all, the, uh, all the stuff that she'll need, in, I'm guessing, in future episodes, In basically. about five minutes, <laughs> actually. I mean, she doesn't know that. 
in just in and, just five minutes. And then they have a little thing about he's obviously slightly still insecure. I haven't given you anything. And so like, I'll give you a Brianna. I mean, Jen was obviously losing the words to live at this point. I, did, I actually wasn't listening to any. And of then this. they mentioned the ring, which is obviously going to play a, lot, a, 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 a quite important thing in five in five minutes' time. The ring that he gave her that she's never taken off in twenty four years. And so you think, oh, you think you're kind of lulled into this idea that God, nothing's fucking happening. Oh, nothing's going to happen. You've only got five minutes left of the episode, and then. Ray Charles starts to play. I really like that choice of music, by the way. Ray Charles starts to play. And what then happens, Jen? It's well, action time. It's action time. So the dog wakes up, the dog stroke wolf, and uh, attacks who these intruders that are on the boat. He knocks one off. Knock, manages to knock one off. And then we see that the uh, boatman and uh, the two boatmen, rather, are okay. being held captive. At gunpoint. Uh, are being held at gunpoint. Jamie is has got four men holding him back, and they're kicking their She's out of him. And then... He's uh, still fighting back, obviously, because he's Jamie. uh, Another man comes in and grabs, um, punches... um, What's his face? Ian. Not... not, Oh. um, Well, he does punch Leslie. Leslie, the other chap. Uh, And then... uh, What's her name is attacked. Claire is attacked. And um, uh, then... God, you take over. Okay. And then Leslie gets the attacker off Claire because he's trying to grab her rings. Steve Bonnet arrives, puts a knife to Leslie's throat. You, you think, think he's just going to hold him hostage, but But he no. does, and he slits his throat right in front of Claire. Then he starts shouting stuff at Claire, and Claire looks terrified. And Claire's quite a ballsy woman, so God knows what he was saying to her. And then he asks for her rings. You can imagine Claire's rings. All the time, all the while, the music's playing, so yeah. you don't hear any of the dialogue. So this bit is actually quite good. I thought, the, yeah, I thought the song was fantastic. Um, well, I love a bit of Ray Charles. A full stop. It, it was beautiful. It was America the Beautiful with kind of the irony. And then he's up, he's uh, demanding the rings. Claire takes the rings off. Obviously, she has problems getting off uh, Jamie's ring. She swallows. She, sw- she goes to swallow them because she's very nothing but resourceful. And he starts ch- choking at her throat and puts his finger in his mouth. It's it, her mouth. It's really quite horrible. Yeah, it's quite nasty. And he yeah. flips out a ring and grabs it. And she spits out the other ring. But of course, it's the Frank's ring, ring that she's got. And it's Jamie's ring that he's taken. And actually, ironically, Jamie's ring isn't really worth anything, is no, it? No, it's a made from a bit of key. Yeah, whereas Frank's ring is Lisa's gold. gold. Uh, and you, but the agony on, on uh, Claire's face, because obviously that means the world to her, and then that's how it ends. Yeah, but at least Jamie's alive. Yes. I mean, it could be worse. She could have the ring and Jamie could be dead. So, I mean, I've just come on, Claire, lighten up. It's a ring. But, you know, that, things like that do have sentimental value. I they? know, I know. I'm only, I'm only joshing. I'm only so joshing what was folks. your conclusion? My conclusion was what they could have done is just do the first five minutes and then the last five minutes and just make it a ten minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed that a lot more <laughs> than this one hour, two minute episode of absolute God. God awful boredom. I mean, I presume, like a lot of first episodes, they're setting stuff up, aren't they? It is tricky with a first episode. And, you know, I'll tell you what we could be happening here, because at the beginning of season three, it was absolute dynamite for the first, I'd say, yeah. six episodes. Yeah, I was it was like, brilliant. I am in love with Outlander. I'm looking for, every time a new I didn't episode, recognise this woman. I absolutely enjoyed it. And then the last four episodes, I was like, seriously, what is going on? So, so it might be the other way around. It might be the other way around. We might have the first three episodes where I'm like, oh, for the love of Christ. And then we get to the end and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So it, look, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be open to this. I think, I think Outlander is a problem because like most series, you know, you, you, when you start the next series, the whole 
the world that you've created still is the same, isn't it? Whereas with Outland, every series, it's a, new, a world new world, isn't it? That they've got to set up. So that's their problem, I think. They, and also, you know, with novels, you can have a chapter which is two pages long or 25 pages long. It doesn't really matter. With TV series, it's got to be an yeah. hour. So they've got to fill. If they've got all those story arcs that need to fill over the whole season, you know, Jocasta's got to be season episode two. They've got to. Oh, I think something to fill in. Absolutely. Uh, show running uh, any television programme is an absolute nightmare. But my role on this podcast is to be the cynical, moany one. <laughs> and I can't suddenly turn around and start being empathetic to show runners. Yeah, it by the way, you're getting paid enough. So, and lucky to have the work, frankly. Um, yeah, it, it, nothing much happened, basically. I mean, you, it's the thing, if you didn't miss, if you didn't see this episode, you didn't, it wouldn't make that much difference, I think, to watching episode two. Not really. Because you didn't uh, really know Hayes and... Well, it's 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 helpful to be introduced to Bonnet, as seeing him as this kind of charming, uh, duplicitous. Well, he, you know, quite, quite charismatic introduction to him. You think, oh, he seems like a nice chap, and then he turns out to be a complete psycho. So then we are introduced to what Maureen thinks will be the next baddie, a bit like Blackjack Randall. Yeah, I don't think it can be as evil as Blackjack, but I think I'd give him a good run for his money. Yeah. Really. So you know, that's that's that. Yeah. That's that, Maureen. That's that. So that's our take on. Take on me. Take on you. <laughs> Take, Take on me. We're showing our age. Uh, Aha. <laughs> that was... I wasn't doing an impression of... Um, what's his name? Partridge. Partridge. Oh, my God. My perimenopause is so bad. I just keep forgetting names. How could I forget Partridge? I'm Maureen, by the way. Are you Maureen? <laughs> oh, thank God. For a minute, I, for, I forgot who I was sitting next to. Well, anyway, so that was the first episode of the fourth series of Outlander this is our whatever episode of Droughtlander we don't seem to we care we don't really remember we don't seem and to we, care. we don't know when we'll be back with episode 2 because we well don't. what we'll probably do is we'll do a longer episode we'll do a longer podcast of episodes 2 and 3 uh, or possibly 2, 3 and 4, <laughs> four <five laughs> 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6 um, depending on how Jake's career's going because I'm away for the next two weeks unfortunately uh, well fortunately for Maureen it means she doesn't have to see me um, so, unfortunately for Jen's back account unfortunately for my back well it depends if anyone t- that's the thing with tours it's not like a guarantee I'm, don't, don't come I won't get any money but anyway if you want to check out Jen on tour um, oh please Jen Brister <laughs> that sounded a bit desperate but please, please come oh please come to my tour jenbrister.com Jen, no no jenbrister.co.uk oh. forward slash tour and uh, I've got extra dates at the Soho Theatre in uh, Je- December and January which I'm not too proud to tell you uh, aren't selling <laughs> I've got one ticket you, yeah but that's a comp <laughs> yeah. you don't have to buy it <laughs> Morning's hilarious. Um, uh, feel so... free to read my review on morningyounger.com. Of what? Of Outlander. Yes, and, and read Morning's review. I spent it's, two it's, bloody hours writing it last it's night. It's actually probably better than this. <laughs> if you like Outlander. Yeah, if you And like Outlander. Uh, that's it. So, lovely. Bye. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>